Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey y'all, this is your boy Ed Lovett. I'm back again with another episode of the podcast. Cool that is the podcast. Let me start this podcast off by saying we get ready to get into a very interesting subject. And I have uh I think I believe y'all might know these ladies uh from when we were talking about dating in the millennial. I got wifey baby back with me, recording artists. How you doing, wifey baby? Hello. I have a mogul boss woman, okay. Angel Ray is in the building with me. What's up, Ange? What up, though? Okay, and I got a brand new addition. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure she could go and jump in here and say something, but I got one of my homegirls in, in here right now who was um, a part of what we were talking about and has moved on to do great things with her life as far as being uh, in the realm of education. And uh, she goes by the name of L.A. L.A., what's happening, darling? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. So today, ladies, I want to talk about one of the most, I would like to say it's important to a certain degree because here in Atlanta, Georgia, where we broadcast from, it goes on day in and day out. And it's changed from being what I remember growing up as a gentleman's club to just a place to go hang out and party and it is the art i like to call it the art of entertaining uh stripping that's what it's called um i understand it because i'm a grown-ass man i understand it is just entertainment but a lot of people don't and all of you were involved in it or maybe some of you are still involved in it but at one point or another in your life you were all involved with it tell me why does a woman get involved in that tell me why who wants to start la i'll start tell me why Okay, so she gonna change up. God yeah, damn! Wait Lord. a minute, she got back in the room. Okay, the showstopper Lord, is here. Now, now we're ready to start. <laughs> yes. Hold on a minute. Can we Wait get that? Did we get I it? Just had a football game. <laughs> Girl. Lord have mercy, Jesus and Mary and Joseph. All right, now let's get back to my question. L.A. Hold on, I'm still looking. L.A. <laughs> tell me why a woman gets involved in that. Um, well, I can't speak for other women, but I can speak for myself. Um, I actually was into the acting and I, before that I was a teacher mm-hmm. and, um, I 
I realized that I could not make my auditions as a teacher. So I ended up finishing my year out, and then I worked in a restaurant. Once I worked in a restaurant, um, some things happened, and one day I just couldn't make it to work, so they fired me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I got fired, and I worked a few other places, and I had some friends in high places, and they invited me to a location in the Bronx. Okay. And um, so I get there, and I walk in. Do I need to say names? <laughs> if you choose to, that's okay. up to you. We keep it 100% on you. Okay, here, so I walk. They say, listen, when you get up there, just say you were Puff's party. Okay. So I get there, and I walk in, and I see Puff. I see Slam, and I'm like, wait a minute. What these bitches doing? Mm-hmm. And they were beautiful. They were. They looked like me. They looked like wifey. They looked like Angel. And uh-huh. I was like, wow, they're making a bunch of money. I could do this. I'm not shy. So that was a Thursday in April. I was there that Friday. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was that quick? That quick. I was there that Friday. I needed to make money. I got fired. Okay. So I said, I could do this. I'm an entertainer. I'm not shy. I'm I, Hey. So I ended up. Working in my first night, I ended up making uh, about four hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! I thought I was doing something at that time. Uh huh. But that's how it started, and then from there, that's a whole nother story. Wifey, baby. Yes. How did you end up getting involved in it? Um, actually, I was living in Riverdale at the time, and it was a girl. She was my neighbor, and I always liked to dance and stuff like that. And she was like, "Well, maybe you should go and try to dance at the Flame." And I thought about it for a while. I was like, I don't know. Until just one day, I just, I just winged it and went. I don't know. I didn't really have a reason to do it. Uh-huh. I think it was just something I wanted to try, just because the money. Okay. Just from like hearing her tell stories and things like that and stuff. So I just went and tried it. Okay. And I liked it. Angel Ray. Oh gosh. We tapped on this a little bit last week. Okay, well, let's tap it again. Let's tap it again. Let's tap into it again. So, I started um, actually when I was in Michigan. And um, my friend and I, well, actually, it was my best friend. She was like, hey, you know, I went to this club. She, the bitch went without me, first of all. Oh, okay. We were supposed to go together. She just snuck off and went. She was like, hey, you know, we was talking about this for weeks. I went ahead and went to the little amateur contest or whatever. So, it was this white club. We had no idea what the hell we was doing. And the prize was $100. <laughs> but when you making 8 $9 an hour, that extra $100 come in handy. Okay. So she had already gone down and, and, and had done the, um, the amateur contest. And then I went down and I did it. And I won the $100. And we was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Right? So <laughs> <laughs> not until I moved to... Um, Atlanta did I really know what you know real money was but the, that little extra hundred dollars hundred hundred fifty dollars plus you know the little tips that people would give you while you were on stage right helped out a whole lot so that's how I got into it I started at you know just a little white club with an amateur contest and that's just how it started because I was working at a at a car dealership okay and you know, both of us had very young kids at the time. Mm-hmm. And we was like, man, we just need some extra money. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. let's go do this. And I'm telling you, back in the day, $100 would go a very long way. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, for one night, you figure I was making $400 a week. <laughs> right. Was, and you, you made know? 100 of that I 400 on that first night. So Cash, like, not even taxable yeah, money. I'm like, I'm popping right now. <laughs> right. Let me go back. <laughs> and when did, when did, how did things change for you once you moved to Atlanta? So once I moved to Atlanta... Um, oh my gosh, it, it changed a whole lot because 
um, it was just different down here. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of black successful men here getting to the money. Mm -hmm. You hear me? I'm talking about everybody from dope dealers to doctors to just regular businessmen. Everybody had money in 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 the in the late ninety nine ish two thousand uh era. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was not a shortage of money at all. Like everybody had it. Like from the ball players to um, you know, to the regular guy on the street, right? And um, it was just that was really know. a time when Atlanta really started. Oh, booming it was too. that's when Michael Vick was here, right? That's when, um, you know, uh, just it, I don't know, it was just was those crazy was that here. before or after the BMF days? I mean, that was before when BMF came, that was a whole nother era, okay? And um, if I had to choose between which two eras, because BMF came like around 04, 05-ish. And Meech had always been around. I used to see him in the club before he got really, really big. Mm -hmm. And um, Black Mafia family, ladies and gentlemen, yes, BMF. And right. he used to be in the corner and he used to just spend, you know, a little four or $500, you know, nothing too crazy. He had um I can't remember if it was a long like braided ponytail or it was like a yeah it was like some braids straight to the back braids yes and um you know it was it, I don't know it was just so crazy because when I when I first started dancing here in Atlanta guys would just used to be like go dance for that mirror over there they didn't even yeah. guys back in the days they didn't want you to mirror touch dances. them yeah. they were so g they just they didn't really it, it was really about the art back then and. Right. It wasn't about the sex. It wasn't about, you know, they weren't really pressed about that because they had money and, it, and that would come. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, it was just a whole different ball game. And I think absolutely because I was running around down here with Pac back in 94, 95, uh -huh. running right. straight through Magic City. We got thrown out of Magic City one night. But that's <laughs> another story I'll tell you all. We was wilding, though, but they chucked our asses right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air thrown out, too. Like, when we, you know how high the steps is in Magic City? Yeah. Yes. We ain't touched them steps. I hit the bottom <laughs> motherfucking steps. All right? We got our asses tossed out of Magic City one night, drunk as a motherfucker. But you're right. In those days, it was about the entertainment. Like, we went in there for the entertainment. There was a champagne room, actually. There was. There was a champagne right room. Right when you walked in That's to the right. right. There was a champagne room, and you yes. used to go in the champagne room and chill, bring a bunch of dancers in there, tip very well, yep. have some conversation, and it was about the entertainment part yep. of it. It wasn't about trying to take somebody home. It wasn't. A, it was about, yo, this is the place to be. This is the place to be seen. And there's beautiful women all around. I'm talking about the 90s. When you went to Magic City, it wasn't nobody ugly in Magic City. Nobody. Dancing. Nobody. And that's no, an it indie was club new. that you went to. Yeah. Yes, that was, that in was Atlanta. In any club that there was went to no, in no ugly women in the fucking and strip club at bodies. all. Yes, all in all different shades, in all different shades. You like, did seriously. light skin, dark skin, real dark skin, brown skin, I'm Indian blue. skin, with long hair, short hair. Yes. I feel like now when I go out, this is the uh, this is one of the reasons why I don't frequent the strip I'm clubs blue. as much as I used to. And a lot of people thought, damn, Ed, you moving to Atlanta from New York. You're going to be in a strip club every oh, night. I hardly go to strip club because now I feel like they all got uniforms. They do. Yeah. I feel like there's a stripper uniform nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's the fake ads, fake tits, and tattoos all over the place. So what yep. differentiates you from, from the, the other shit. girl that's right there? Like, it used to be when, and we could talk about um, body enhancement in a little while, mm -hmm. but it used to be 
you know, a woman did some body enhancement to herself or had plastic surgery or something to herself, they stood out. But when everybody mm-hmm. started doing it, you don't stand, you don't out, stand no out no more. Anymore. So now yep. the woman that works out real hard and got a nice body, that's the one I want to throw my money to because she don't look like the rest of y'all. Y'all look yep. like the same chick. Everybody look the same. Ooh, and it's so crazy. Like, I am so for um, plastic surgery all day long. If right. that's what makes you happy. Absolutely. But do what fits you and do what fits your body. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't say, have a big stupid yeah, ass and olive oil legs. And, yeah, right? that, Get have, your leg work or done. Or have, yes. That does not look right. Yeah, or have big crazy breasts and you fucking five feet tall. Like think about <laughs> your future because 21 ain't gonna last forever. Sure don't. It's gonna Before be some fat ass grandmothers eyes, running around. You gonna be in your thirties. Your grandmother got a fat ass. Like seriously, I think that is. You know, I don't have any. You know, get what get lipo done. Get you know your eyes changed. Get whatever right. it is that you feel that you. But but do it for yourself. Don't do it because you're in competition with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because your struggle. It may not be somebody else's struggle, body struggle. You know what I'm saying? You might just have to go to the gym. But a lot of them are just doing it to get out that bag, though. No, they're lazy. Yeah, they lazy. They are very lazy. Sheikah, holla at them, Sheikah. You got to get right up on that (laughs) microphone. I'm sorry. sorry. I had to go take a shower from a football Mm -hmm. game, and now you can see that I am actually very sexy. All right, but go ahead. I don't have my my makeup on. Fellas, I want to let y'all know this is very enjoyable for me. But let's move on. No, but seriously, as a personal trainer and a dancer at night, I'm a businesswoman by day and I'm a dancer at night. And sometimes it's hard when you talk to somebody and you sound like you're too smart. You got to dumb yourself down. It's like I'm not knocking. If you want to get your butt done, you want to get your chest done, you want to be whatever you want to be. But guess what? Your heart. Still gonna be that overweight bitch that was eating fries and mm. hot wings mm. and sh- and shots of Patron. And you're doing it so, in the club anyway. And you're doing yeah. it in the club anyway. So like it's okay, like it- it's okay. But at the same time, don't get mad if you got to go back in five years because you wasted ten thousand for no reason. Mm. So tell me, ladies, the good. Let's start with the good of dancing. What's the good? The money. The money, 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 money. What's the <laughs> most the money? The lifestyle. Man, just tell me the clothing. most money. Walking. Each one of y'all. Let's start with uh, L.A. L.A., tell me the most money you ever made in one fucking night dancing. The oh most. $8,000. $8,000. Wifey baby, the most you ever made in one night dancing. I'm going to say about $8,500. Sheikah, like the most you ever made took home for yourself in one night dancing. Out of twenty grand, I took home seventeen. Seventeen, yes. Angel Ray. How much the most you ever made in one night dancing? <laughs> what you? Why are you looking no, at yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want Hello. Because if guess what? We gonna we gonna come for y'all. We wanna know. If y'all ain't taking care of her, we gonna come for y'all. It, it better it better be twenty grands or more. I'm gonna say the most that I probably counted by hand. It was probably like fifteen thousand. And we believe. Good God Almighty. <laughs> like, we believe. God damn! For how I many hours? That. And that was. I mean, that Man. was. But those are just like you. Want, you know, you gonna make those quick. that type of money? I feel like you know, on a birthday set or it's something okay. like that. And that's money yeah. that I don't have to split with anybody else Good. because that yeah. was my night. Exactly. You know Tell me about this. Oh, that's your birthday that's, night. Yeah, it was my birthday. Okay, night. That's yeah. my night. I don't have to. So split the birthday is the shit. The birthday is everything, huh? Yeah, the birthday. Back in the day, the birthday sets used to be everything. Like you would go all out outfits uh the cakes you know you will call everybody like hey it's my birthday what y'all gonna do 
you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Whoa, whoa. And now that's how, you know, now it's a little bit differently, man, you know, I feel, but, um, <laughs> you know, I stopped after, I think that after I made the 15,000 that one year, I never did big birthday parties anymore because you would be so disappointed because people would stop fucking showing up for your birthday. Oh, wow. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you will call and be like, Hey, it's my birthday. You coming out? They'd be like, yeah, I'm coming. Man, wouldn't nobody show up sometimes. You know oh, what wow. I'm saying? But th- that don't mean that they want to come back and bless you later on. Right. But, you know, guys start seeing birthday sets as like, look, I'm in here every, throughout the week taking care of you. I don't need to come in to, for your birthday. And oh, it's, you, gotta, yeah, you get no, what no, I'm no. saying? No, like, no, no, no. no. Hello. You gonna come to this birthday set. No, nigga. On the road. That nigga ain't coming because she ain't fucking. Right. Let's keep it. Let's keep it real. Keep it real. Let's keep it real. One thing about a man, he gonna break a check for your neck. You feel me? If you ain't, if you ain't gonna give him what he want. He, it's bitches out there right now. We didn't been through situations, me and wifey together as her manager. We've been in situations where bitches was like, stop throwing money on them hoes. They not fucking. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so wow. if you're not, if you're not fucking or suck, you ain't going to get it. And that's just what it is. But that's because they weak. Mm. They weak. They walk up and be like, wifey, that wifey can't. little punk ass didn't even want to let me know that. Oh, ass I, keep it one of you. Little absolutely. absolutely. Little sucker. Let me tell you, he players, but he player club my ass. Yeah, sure did. Like when Diamond seen her teacher and ran, that's Hello. what his ass is. Because yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I At said, but what I, one second, we got a question for Ed real quick. Mm-hmm. So uh, Blue is 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 here Blue. on live. Hi, Blue. Blue baby, <laughs> what up, Blue boy? So Blue says, "What's the most that um, what's the most money that you've ever spent yeah, in a strip club? Up. Five Y'all? stacks." And who was she? Five thousand dollars. It wasn't on one woman. It was girls? on. It was on everybody in the motherfucker. She wasn't worth it. The mo- and, now here's the funny thing. I spent it. It wasn't my money. Oh, good job. It was not. I'm gonna tell y'all who money it was. It was Meech's money hey! from BMF, Black Mafia family. So here's the story. We're in. We're in Sue's Rendezvous in in the in up in Westchester County in New York. We had an Atlanta versus New York yes. dance contest. Yes. Meech like and BMF brought all the women from Atlanta on a fucking customized bus. Yes. All right, the Sue's Rendezvous. I'm hosting, and first of all, they came in, and when they came in, I had my boys with me, and they were like, uh, could you guys move over a little bit? And they came in with, I don't know how many niggas they came in Man. with. Then they got about sixty dollars to $70,000 in singles. Hello. Okay, then when we when the Atlanta girls jumped on stage, I'm on this I'm on the stage where the girls dance. The New York girls went first. They was chilling. People was throwing money. You know, New York niggas is going to try to outdo Atlanta niggas. It's just the rivalry that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So New York niggas is doing their thing. When the Atlanta girls came out with all this Falcon shit on and <laughs> A's all over the place, these niggas start. Now they didn't make it rain. It fucking hurricaned in that motherfucker. <laughs> then Meech jumps on stage next to me. I want, I'm on the mic. Meech jumps on stage next to me and starts throwing $100 bills. Yes. Hundreds. Yes. All right? <laughs> then he had, he had them a stacks of $5,000. So $5,000 of it dropped down onto the floor out of his pocket. I jumped off the floor, picked it up. Now, here's my mindset. I jumped out on the floor. I picked up the $5,000, and I tapped him. And I go, Meech, you dropped this. And I'm going to tell you why I gave it back to him. Because I'm like, the feds is watching this. 
All right? And if I act like I'm with this shit, when it goes down, I'm going down. So I wasn't going to get too involved in that. I was going to keep it cool. I said, yo, Meech, you dropped this. And he was like, yo, Ed, keep that. Give it to the girls. Do what you want to do with it. And it was one particular girl that had a birthday set there that night. And I gave her every single dollar of that money. Good job. Damn, she, she got money. every she got every hundred that was. I ain't take nothing out of it. Good job. I ain't slide Thank nothing in my pocket. And plus, sucker, and plus, I'm a man. I got my own money. I'm not gonna right. take no money from dude. We was right. cool like that, but you know he wasn't he wasn't taking care of me. Right. I wasn't part of the you know when he bought me a couple of bottles of champagne. I readily and happily accepted that. But that was in Miami. <laughs> That's a different story. Yeah, but that's the most money I ever spent out of my pocket. Because I come from the era where you was good if you spent a few hundred dollars. Right. Okay? That era you were talking about earlier, Angel Ray, and that mm-hmm. BMF era changed forever the way dudes st- tipped in forever. the strip club. Let me tell you something. He, he will forever He will forever, forever go down. Let me tell you something. He did, didn't only change the Atlanta strip game. He changed the Atlanta laws. We used to be a- able to stay open till 4 o'clock in the morning in the city of Atlanta. Yeah. By the time they got finished with Atlanta, we could only stay open until three. It was you know, he, he it it was a it was an excellent era, but it was also um, you know, it was very kind of damaging to Atlanta a little bit with mm-hmm. all the crime that was going on. Um but, you know, it, it was excellent to live through at the time. You you not gonna ever go to um uh, adult boys party where he got lions, tigers, and bears and zebras oh and, and giraffes. Let me tell you oh something. Yes, that night when that nigga had that party at the compound, people didn't give a shit about getting their cars towed. It was nowhere to park. Wow. Over by compound when he had that party. And people was double parking to get into this party. And they didn't give a damn. You know why? Because they knew that they would get that money back. Everybody got money. If you worked in the bathroom, you got money. If you was homeless outside, you got money. He was a real stand-up Oh, man. yeah, absolutely. They don't make and him like that. And it wasn't him. And shout out to J-Bo, too. They don't yes, make him like J-Bo. that no more. They don't make, the, they don't make, they don't make him like that. Shout out to Blue Da Vinci. That's my man. They don't make niggas like that no more. Niggas is snitching on two years. Niggas is snitching on two years now. Niggas can't sit down for two years. These are dudes that knew what they was doing, knew that they was making money, knew that eventually they was going to jail for it, and kept their fucking mouth closed when they got when they got popped. If you're going to get in the life, you in the life, you know the consequences of the life. You know you're going to either probably get shot and killed, or you're going to jail for a long time. So you're supposed to stand up and take that shit as a man. When you're looking at a one to five or one to three or three to five or whatever, you're not supposed to turn around and tell on niggas because you can't take three years. Yep. Like, yo, he changed the game for real. Now he's the one that made the rappers go out now and start trying to throw that money. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for me, you know, I don't feel like Jeezy would be where he is. Because let me tell you, any time them niggas would come in a club. Speak the truth, girl. And and, and TM... 101. Let me tell you something about that album right there. Wow. Tell them. Give them yeah. right. <laughs> Let me tell you history. something. Back when they were promoting Blue Da Vinci Hello? and they was promoting Jeezy. Absolutely. And when they used to play Blue Da Vinci song, do y'all remember when they used to be like, here we go. Here yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. 
That song was the shit, right? Because you knew when you heard either that or you heard that shorty red beat come in. Last time I checked, I was the man on these streets. They call me Residue Ali blowing these beats. Got diarrhea flow. Now I shit on niggas. Even when I'm constipated, I still shit on niggas. Let me tell you something. You heard that come on? You knew. Them niggas had 50 grand in hand and ones already. Easy, especially if they was at like Magic City or something like right. that. Girls used to, it, the, the money on stage used to be damn near up to your fucking you knees. And they tell you don't it touch was, it. And they tell you don't touch it. You can't touch it until they get ready to leave. Oh, Lord have yeah. mercy. You know what I'm saying? It was just a different kind. He was paying every fucking thing, like seriously. It was, it, 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 it was just, you know, something that you would never, if you didn't, if you never lived it, you could never imagine. You can't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? You I think I think God, I was a part ever. of that too. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's the reason why a lot of people are still moving to Atlanta because they still feel like it's like that now. <laughs> you know what I'm like saying? And it's definitely occasionally it ended, a rapper come through. It ended when the indictments came out yeah, in like 07, yeah, 08. So the yeah. shit was over by. Then. But he had an excellent run, and I'm talking about a man who would take. 50 to 100 people on a trip out the country and bring all and, his cars and, 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 and pay for <laughs> everybody and bring everything in, you know, like when he got, when he got, um, <laughs> it's so funny when he got locked up and he was on house arrest. It was so funny because we was getting fired from the club for, for bringing ones. We would get the ones from the club. We would pay to leave work. He'd right. be like, Meech having a party because he only he could be out for a certain time to a certain time. Right. He'd be like, okay, get ones from the club. We're going to pick you, you. It'd be like 25 to 30 girls. He'd give us $1,000 up front. Up front. Up front. That's 25 racks gone. He'd give us $1,000 up front. And then on top of that, when you get there, he would throw ones. And when they fired us, they were suspending us for like weeks for going to these parties, right? Right. He was like, man, fuck them. That nigga was throwing like 20s, 10s, whatever he had. He, right. he was like, fuck them ones. We don't need them ones. We good. Absolutely. And when I tell you, it was no pressure to have no sex. It wasn't no pressure to do no, to, to, to do drugs. Let me tell you something. We used to be in the fucking kitchen, butt naked, cooking breakfast, like just <laughs> chilling. Everybody sex. be here, no there, sex. all over. The, if you wanted to have sex, that was an option. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the, they got so much fucking pussy. Like at the end of the day, they was like, they was tired of that shit because they could pick and choose who the hell they wanted to. Right. You know what I'm saying? They That's never they had to pressure anybody to have sex with them. So, you know, it's just a different era, a different um, you know, just a different kind of swag, you know, like I stated before, you know, it, it was guys didn't even like for you to dance on them back in the day. Right. They'd be like, so y'all dance. told me about the good, the, the good is, is the good is that tax free <laughs> money and a lot of it. Tell me about the bad. Well, I pay what? my taxes. Hold on. I pay my taxes. <laughs> get that on camera. I pay we my all taxes. pay our taxes. <laughs> Wifey, baby, tell me about the bad. Tell me about the bad part of it. The bad that comes with it. You is see like... men at their lowest common denominator. <laughs> Tell me the bad. The bad is the haters. Meaning? Please elaborate. The hating ass bitches that come behind you and try to backdoor you by who you dealing with, who you getting money from, and they come with the stories and stuff like that. That's the bad. So there's a lot of a lot of hatred from women a lot towards of other women. Cattiness, all of that. Uh-huh. They want to backdoor you. They want that money. They don't care. Okay. So if they got to talk about you or make up lies on you, that's what they'll do. 
So you constantly defending yourself because of who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and you know, in the establishment, but that's just what a lot of emotions, a lot of egos. L.A. Yes. L.A. Tell me about the bad, sweetheart. Tell me about the tell bad. Them. See, it's a different story. Like when I worked, get in that microphone, get please. Get in there, girl. Get in there. Get I in was that. in New York at the time, so uh-huh. my story compared to Atlanta is totally different. Um. Niggas wasn't doing it that crazy in New York like that. Uh-huh. When they came to Atlanta, that's when they were like, oh, we got to spend this money. But in New York, it was a dollar here smacking ass. I'm not playing that shit. Right. I'm going to punch you in the chest. <laughs> I've done that before. Trust me. As you should. I've done that before. Tell but me about the the bad of, of the dance life. The bad of the dance life. Okay. So we're going to talk about how when you're in that life, and we got the scavengers. What's, what do you consider scavengers? We got the scavengers. We got the outside girls who, when you come eager to party. Beavers. Eager beavers. Okay. She, she needs to eager. trademark that. <laughs> I, for real. Okay, so you come in the club, and you want to hang out. Okay, it's cool to hang out. But when the money is throwing, when it's going on crazy, uh-huh. don't touch it. Because it's not for you. It's not for you. Is this other dancers or just women that's customers. out? It, 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 customers. It's customers. Wait, no. yes. Security guards. Security. Too. Security. Sweepers. sweepers. See, when I came to Atlanta. Right, and a lot of people listening to this might not know what a sweeper is. Okay, so the difference is when I came to Atlanta, okay, when you're dancing, let's just say there's four of us. We dancing for one particular nigga. Right. And he's throwing his money. We already got the eye. That's you know us. We already know we in the bag. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like, Don't it's like touch the ar- shit. It's, like it's yeah. All right, she can explain this to me, please, oh, darling. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So like me and wifey went to uh me and wifey went to South Carolina for the double C I A C I double A. Whatever. Ooh, that liquor. The C- <laughs> right. The liquor. Right. We 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 in Atlanta at the C I double A. We both, you know, I was working at Onyx, she was working at Pinups. I said, look, check this out. The nigga in front of me, he got the check, and he liked what he looking at. The the guy that's the the guy in front of me, he got the check, he liked what he looking at. So I got the complexion for the connection. Right. So let me go ahead and work him. I need you to be on my right. I, it's like it's like playing in a Super Bowl. You gotta be offensively. You feel me? Right. So you on? I told wifey, you on my right. I told a girl named Classic, you on my left. I told another girl, she was gonna be the what is it the uh what is that called the safety strong right. safety so if any dollars go behind me bitch you better catch it oh wow. you feel me so you gotta play this shit like a football game so he's sitting there talking about yeah i'm gonna fuck the shit out of you i'm like yeah daddy you gonna fuck the shit out of me a girl walked up and said she ain't fucking i am i said daddy i'm gonna suck your dick like a golf ball through a garden hose lord have mercy you better out fuck of me and and, and and i'm gonna keep it right real after we got our whole check we went home <laughs> And was blessed. Lord it's about it's about mind game. Fuck these niggas mind make their ears come. Lady, they in here to fuck with us. We ain't in here to fuck with them. When they come into a strip club, they Y'all come in here some for lessons us. In here. My producers are getting They lessons. come in here for us. You feel me? Yeah, y'all some lessons. Like, I think a couple of them think about even, stripping now. Even, 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 even Love even, Show. Even, even, <laughs> with 15 racks in the night, I'm going to get naked. Man, even to my wives that's at home with your man, the only reason why he coming to a strip club is because you're not giving him no ad love. 
Er, baby. You feel me? Now, I'm you coming not... in because he getting me riled up. I'm going home and tear somebody's yeah, yeah. ass Straight up. up. My, homeboy, my homeboy Bubba said the game is to be sold. Not no. to be told. And guess what? I done made so much money off of it. I could give a little bit of it. Well, you tell feel Bubba. Me? Tell I didn't make, I didn't made so much money off of it. I could give a little bit of it. Okay. You well, y'all, me? let me tell, let me ask you a question now, Angel Ray. Tell me the bad. Tell me from your perspective real, what the bad is. 100% real. So well, for me, I have a heart. I feel like, you know, I have a connection with, you know, that's deeper than just the club with a lot of the girls. Because a lot of times when you work in five or six days out the week, those women become your sisters. They become your family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a lot deeper than that. You spend a lot more time with, with your fellow entertainers than you do with your own family sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, the bad for me, I guess, is seeing the girls that are not strong enough to survive in the game because they and they get sucked up in the drugs and the alcohol and the sex and all of that type stuff. That's the the, the saddening part for me, because, um, you know, you see a lot of girls die from drugs. Mm. You see a lot of girls do a lot of things that they wouldn't normally do. You know, if they had not come into the club, and I'm telling you, you have to have a very strong mind to be in, in to be a dancer. You know? Right. It's a lot of guys. That, I always that, say y'all see the lowest common denominator of men, and I'll say that yeah, again. Like a lot of guys, they don't understand. You, do. you know, and, and even me as an adolescent, mm -hmm. it took me, you know, a while. But I was like, oh God, I gotta fuck her tonight. You know what I right. mean? And you, you, you playing yourself. You walking around. You trying to holler. Mm -hmm. You understand, they've been on their feet for like eight, nine hours sometimes. Yeah. Them motherfucking bunions is hurting that, them plastic, you gotta deal clear with a plastic guy, shoes. Then you got to deal with a guy that, you know, that you might be dancing for and you might be giving him a lap dance and this guy just came on the back of your leg. Oh, like, Lord. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff that, that it's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you do that you do not see. It's a lot of things that these girls go through. You know, you never know what a woman has to go through to make money in the club. Yeah. Everybody make their money differently. You right. know what I'm saying? And that's why I never knock or talk about the next person because you don't know what that girl's been. I know some girls that, ha that, that are in the club that have been raped by their own fathers and have kids by them. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying, it's right? It's 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 a lot of you know, and then to come into an invite, it's the devil's house. You know what I'm saying? You got all of the, all of the the things that you could even just imagine in in a strip club, and it's the devil's house. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it really is, you know, uh, a, a double edged sword because you guys don't get to see that part. You, don't, you know mm -mm. what I'm saying? You don't get to see. We the don't girl, see the cattiness and the fights in the locker room. You don't get to see the girl who had. You don't get to see the girl who had to. Who had to raise herself, so she don't really totally know about hygiene. And there's 20 other girls behind the scene laughing at her, saying, "Oh, that, oh, she stinks, she this, she that." But she don't know. Right. It's a lot of these girls that jump into this stripping game, and they don't understand what's what because they they don't they don't know. They just it's it's a lot of this has to do with home upbringing it has to do with what you've learned as you've grown up and a lot of these girls just jump head first into this just because you know they just you you, you it's just it's, it's heartening heartbreaking you know a mm -hmm. lot of times because it's all for money you know what i'm saying and, and a lot of these girls get in here and they and they do any and everything for money when they don't realize that 
they are the prize at the end of the day. Absolutely. Your your pussy is the prize. You oh, yeah. I don't give a it's fuck what kind of up, upbringing that you've ever had. You are the prize at the end of the day. You control that man. Mm-hmm. But if you're not headstrong enough to know that, then she just falls into the in, in, into the bunch of gets, you know she gets swallowed up. What you would know? you guys say is the percentage of women that are actually dancing in the strip clubs that are actually really prostitutes? Oh, it's a lot that more now. It's a lot. It's a lot it's more a lot. now. It's, it's a lot, really. lot more now yeah, than it was back in the 80, day because it's, the money is more scarce now. You okay. Figure, 80%. A lot of you know a lot of times the you know the drug money is dried up mm-hmm. until the election is over. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. um, yeah. not a lot of you figure if the Macy's and the J.C. Penney's and these big corporations are going out of business. The regular Joe Schmo don't have, they just spending they, whatever they, they try, got. Yeah, they got to keep so, their lights on and their yeah, bills they paid. And, so the entertainment, when 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 jobs dry up, the, the extra money that they had to spend on entertainment yes, is no longer there. Definitely. We got, we got. oh my God, can we, can we, uh, I, I, I know we got to go, but can, can I do a part two to this? Please. Can we, we do a part two to the strip yeah, game? Because I didn't even, it. I didn't even get, I, I want to invite you all back and we'll do a part two to this, to this, to this podcast on the strip game and we didn't get to the ugly and i didn't get to ask y'all uh we didn't get to enhancements we didn't talk enough about that and i really didn't get an opportunity to ask y'all about when is it time to hang it up right because i know a lot of y'all see such and such that said that she retired Mm -hmm. and she's like 47 (laughs) and she's still or some 50 year olds are still in there dancing and is you know it hurt is hurtful and embarrassment yeah. so so can yes. we do can we do a part two to this we gotta Absolutely. do a part can two. we do it we have so, to so she come uh super management show stopper tell everybody how they can get at you on, on social media man when y'all want to check me out just look at the show stopper t-h-e-s-h-o-s-t-o P-P-E-R, the showstopper. You can find me. Google it. You'll find me. Trust yes, me. Okay, Loving Angel Ray on all social media. Yes, Loving Angel Ray. Just, just R-A-E. R-A-E. R-A-E, not R-A-Y. Y'all right. stop spelling my name like the you damn boy name. You know, my name is R-A-E. Motherfuckers can't spell. Right. <laughs> all right. And, and and of course, Wifey Baby. Wifey Baby. W-I-F-E-Y-B-A-B-Y underscore. And my SoundCloud is also hashtag Wifey Baby. There you go. go and that's there. how you're doing. And, and LA, yeah, I know. And YouTube. LA, you know, we know you want to stay a little bit incognito. LA and, is a red ball, and y'all. She and, we, and we appreciate yeah, that because she's, she's an educator. Guess what? Because <laughs> all strippers were not just bitches that had no brain. We got educators, lawyers, doctors, business owners, and, business owners and all that. Strippers are not like just that. bitches that don't know no better about themselves. So when you come back next week, you understand. All right, why. we'll do a part two to this, Hello. man. This has been Come On, Son, the podcast. My name is Ed Lover. As always, keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and definitely about you Come the on, next time, man. Son. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful if you can't be careful. And shit, name your baby after me, all right? Whoa. I'm up out of here, man. This has been Come On, Side the podcast. Come on, Side. Side. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'm gone, y'all. Peace. Bye, y'all. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.